0: Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots show where leaders lead leaders. I am your host Birgit Camps and the CEOs I invite on the show are both high performers and humble enough to share their leadership blind spots. So today's guest is Dr. Ruth Allison. She is an amazing woman. And uh, Dr. Ruth, I'm going to actually start this podcast by talking about you because um, you are definitely a humble leader. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, you're the CEO of Allison Ellsberg Associates, a media training and presentation preparation company. You've also have a real estate company. And um, I'll say some more about, uh, you know, what, what you do to give back to the community in a little bit. But, you know, you and I met uh, when I was, uh, you know, CEO of a company with 40 employees and, and then all of a sudden in the news because we made it to Inc. 500, fastest growing companies, best places to work in Texas. And, and uh, you know, I, I thankfully got to meet you and you helped me with media training. But not only have you helped me, uh, you know, an entrepreneur company with 40 people, you've also helped other organizations. Uh, one in particular, I know that um, you trained over 2,500 people uh, worldwide. So, um, you know, we're all We're all lucky to have uh, benefited from your talents, but, uh, you know, it's not just my opinion. So we also know, and people can look this up, uh, you also made it to the Hall of Fame at the National Association of Bag Journalists in 2012. Um, You were the first African-American female news director in a top 10 market in America. And I also happen to know that you've... uh, you know, led Emmy Award news departments uh, in Texas and Washington, and you kind of have a reputation of being able to turn around, you know, news media um, stations and and obviously executives like myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but you know, you've dealt with all kinds of people in your career, and I know, you know, for CEOs. You know, that is, that is what a gift because it's one of the most challenging pieces I mean you've you've dealt with you know all races all nationalities all ages I think you've got you've got more experience dealing with all types of people than anyone I know including and then I'm about to turn it over to you um, you know I know you uh, also to give back to community um, have a church and it's not in the best area of town <laughs> and, and, well, I think uh, it is no. <laughs> and, 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 right, no, that, and, and you're right from, for me right. from your perspective <laughs> absolutely Absolutely. And for the community perspective, thank goodness you were willing to go there. So anyway, but I'm going to turn this over to you because, you know, if people, you know, people hear what I just said about you and they're like, wow, Dr. Ruth, she must have just been, you know, a genie and a genius when she was born. And and, uh, you know, she's had nothing but successful um, life events. And she's just brilliant, which, by the way, you are. But um, You know for for other leaders and you know uh that might be struggling or might be thinking wow why can't why can't i take my organization to the next level quicker than i thought can you share a little bit about you know you're a smart woman brilliant woman you've got your phd and yet you know i also know that there were times along the way when you struggled as a leader and since this you know show is also about revealing blind spots Um, please share with us something that that you struggled with at some point and how you discovered it and then how that impacted your business. Mm.
1: Well, (laughs) I think I still struggle and uh, I probably struggle (laughs) every day with something, but uh, I think the main thing is I have fun with it and I try not to take myself too seriously. Uh, When you you look at where I started from growing up uh, in East Texas, a little nappy-headed African-American girl with a single mom. Uh, you know, how did I how did I get here anyway? So everything else is gravy, right? Um, so mm-hmm. uh, I I always wanted to be a journalist, and that's what I plan to do. And so I, I ended up in management and uh, leadership. And my my theme has never changed, and it is just to serve people as best I can with with who I am and what I have now. And I don't really, uh, you know, I don't project out and I don't uh, spend a lot of time in the past. I think the sum total of who I am and what I do is informed by um, my experiences. And, uh, and so I, I guess one of the blind spots has been to try to help people too much. In other words, I can see things in people that they may not see in themselves. And, uh, you know, I will, I will, because I'm a, you know, I'm a pastor also, so uh, too often I'm rushing in trying to solve too much of people's problems instead of waiting for them to, if I can use this word, have the revelation that um, they're going to have to solve that problem. And of course, I needed to have the revelation that I am not the answer. They are the answer. So I had to back off and uh, let, let people go through stages. And then I've had to go through those stages. So I guess something else that I found uh, out recently that's uh, been really fun is that we go through these different stages. So you have a dream, and this is what you think your business is going to be or your relationship or the ministry or whatever it is. And uh, for me, in many cases, I've reached that. And then, uh, so the frustration starts with, what do you do next? Because a company different than a two-year-old company is different than a 20-year-old company. So here's a question. What season are you in? What, what season is your marriage in? What season mm. is your friendship in? What season is your company in? What season are you in as a, as a manager? I have put a pause on some things to figure that out. And uh, so that's the inquiry that I'm in now.
0: Okay. Well you you've certainly let out some jewels there. Um on the one hand, I could see how, you know, you have a positive blind spot, which is your I mean, you were so clear about you really are about serving people. And if you're really clear about what your vision or your mission is, you can go through a lot. On the other hand, I could see how it would also be the, you know, the negative blind spot, which is knowing you know, well, who are you serving and why you're serving them? And, uh, you know, you've got a church and you help so many people, but then when you run a business that is a for-profit, yeah, I could see how, you know, that as a leader, you have to figure out, who, you know, a, a situation that where both people help out and where you don't tell people what to do or tell them, you know, how to think, but where they also come up with ideas and solutions is that kind of what you're talking about, about your blind spot, or is it more that you discovered, okay, you were in a certain season and then you caught yourself that you were like treating everybody like, like you wanted to give back, give back, give back. And yet not everybody was wanting that. Can you elaborate a little bit about, you know, on the one hand, you talk about seasons of a company, which I think is, you're right, is a lot of people's blind spots is, you know, what season are you in? On the other hand, you know, your your willingness to serve others. And, you know, can you talk a little bit about how you discovered the, that blind spot about helping people who didn't basically want to help themselves is what I'm gathering?
1: Yeah, sure. I think that it was in the real estate area that I, this this uh, discovery came. Mm-hmm. is Because the real estate seems to be an amalgamation of the ministry and whatever uh, company I'm involved in. Uh, so here's how the bottom line came out is the bottom line for me. I do not solve people's problems. I am not here. I'm here to serve, not to solve. Oh, okay, so, well put. And, and that is and that's for everything. All right. So that that's from the ministry that's in the real estate business that's in uh, my communications and so forth, because I'm really in even in the communications training and uh, media training and um, executive coaching and that part of it. I am trying to help people see for themselves what their solution is and to implement those solutions. And to the degree that I can help come alongside, I want to do that. Now, I serve, I don't solve. Even in the ministry, even though I'm in a uh, an economically challenged part of town uh, where you know, people have various um, challenges job-wise, financially and so forth, um, housing. I don't solve their problems. I serve them, and I help them solve their problems. Because here's what I found out over these twenty years of this particular phase of my life. Now I'm a lot old. I, you know, I have two phases, maybe three. But if I solve the problem, then I set up a dependency or an expectation that I'm going to solve the problem and th- and I and I started out doing that so I realized quickly I can't do that because I I get uh, uh, eaten up burned out too fast doing that and it's not long term but if I can help people as a leader if I can help people solve their own problems I can serve them by helping them solve their problems now we're getting some
0: well, you speak about burnout. I think uh, that that should resonate with many leaders um, out there because, uh, boy, and I've dealt with that too, right? If um, if you do everything for people, and it, and in, and in this case, it's you know you're talking about your church and your real estate. However, I also know from you know my company when you help me with media training there too, you have to it's you have to be careful because in the old days it's and when you're short on time and you're trying to get a million things done it's easy to just as you know solve rather than serve like do this do this do this and then in the end you don't really delegate effectively that way so you can't really grow a company if you're not delegating effectively and you know having said that i'm glad you solved some of my problems with media <laughs> but <laughs> but i get the distinction between you know helping a client so so but can you talk a little bit more about serve versus solve when it comes to when you're doing media training for a client and or when you were in the earlier phase i mean for you to be the first you know african american female news director in the top 20 market you know and therefore hall of fame and all that i mean there's it, you know, it, it's some, it, whatever you were doing there was obviously working, uh, but um, can you maybe give an example of, of that in the for-profit
1: world as well? Hmm. All right. I'll, I'll give you an example of a person that I'm working with now. Um, this happens, by the way, this happens a lot in, uh, in a corporate world. And in other worlds, people do well in one job and they are promoted to another job, another higher level without receiving the tools or the training or the, even the communication strategies, which is where I come in. Without having all those, they just show up and all of a sudden they're the boss and that doesn't work very well. It doesn't work for, very well for them, and it doesn't work for the, well for the people that uh, they're uh, they're working with or or serving with. Uh, I like to say it like this: There's a certain day that my husband and I got uh, had a wedding, and but it was a couple of more years before we really got married. If you know what I mean, <laughs> So you celebrate this, <laughs> this date. That I got this job. I got this promotion. I'm the CEO. I'm the boss. I started this company. I, I, I. And then there's a point where you realize it's not you, 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 it's team, team, team. And how do you work together and solidify your relationship in order to take this team forward? And, I, and I, I'm working with someone now who, who thinks, well, I'm the CEO. I'm the boss. Everybody should do what I say. Now, you really need to ask yourself, is that what you really want people to do? Because you're a very small person, just one person. And what we really have to do is develop this team and um, uh, train the team in what the vision is what the worth is of their being here. And uh, there's a whole lot that goes into this. And so we've also gotten into uh, one one of our courses now is in customer service. Now, why do we need to be concerned about that? Because you have a dream or you have an assignment, you have a vision, and it's wonderful. You can, you know, go have cocktails and talk about it. Then you turn it over to a group of people. Who may not have your vision, and they're the ones that we are relying on to communicate that to the public, or to communicate that to your uh, suppliers or your customers. And how are your customers being treated? This is what this is an area of communications that can be a real <laughs> blind spot for um, for for everyone. And, I, and so I see that throughout. the uh, Across the board in my life, in my venues. You know, how are, how are the people in my church being treated or visitors being treated when they come in? Why are they sitting alone? Did they come there to be alone? No. So I have to train people. All right, here's what we need to do. How are my, how are my tenants being treated? How uh, How are my clients who are in Allison Ellsberg Associates, how are they being treated? And so uh, all of that is, is a concern, and it is a communications concern. It it, it all is wrapped up in communication. And um, so in my training, it, I always tell people it goes deeper, that as we go through these workshops, not only is this going to work in your work life, but it also works in your personal life. It sure does. We have some doesn't it? We have something called uh, the uh, the message triangle that we work with and um, and I I emphasize that it's about the words you say and how you say them and your language. what's your facial expression? when you're talking to your children are you talking to your, uh, spouse or your mate or your partner what 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 kind of tone are you using in order to get your your message across so it's it's just fascinating to uh, to study and to see what is the culture what's the communications culture of your organization
0: wow so then when you are implementing the serve versus solve um, I don't know how much freedom you have to to elaborate on this more about the 2,500 plus people you, you helped, you know, from all over the world where there's different cultures and all that, but how, I mean, I'm sure the organization wants you to solve their communication problems (laughs) and then, and then you, it sounds like the way you discovered your own blind spot and the way you help others is just to connect to the vision. And then have them figure out for themselves what their part is in achieving that? Or what would you say? It is that.
1: You know, you know, what I would say is the main thing is, what's the story? What's the story? What's the story behind your business? What's the story that goes with why you're doing what you're doing? Because the story is not that. You make uh, X amount per day or per year. That's not your story. The story is, what are you doing to help improve our, our world? That's what your company is here for. It's here to solve problems. How did it come about? How are the people who are in your company engaged in solving problems, in improving life? Every every company we ought to be in existence to help solve problems and improve life. And oh, by the way, as a byproduct of that, a byproduct of that, we make money. Yeah. Okay. So if we can get some someone to get to the why of why they showed up, and we keep drilling down, well, well, why are you working here? Well, why? 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 There's you keep going down. There is a why, and when when we keep drilling, we get to that real commitment, and get them connected to purpose. And when you get them connected to purpose, then they want to come to work every day, and they want to get that project done. And they want to, let's say, in your case with uh, with uh, with your company, when we work with you, they want to help other people find positions. Why? They're improving the lives of everyone. And oh, by the way, in the process, as they help another person get a job, they're doing their job.
0: Yeah, it sure does. And that's, uh, since I've known you, uh, it is clear that that's your commitment. So I feel very blessed to to know a leader like yourself. And uh, like I said, it's easy for people to think that leaders like you were born successful. So I appreciate your willingness to say, even at the beginning, you're like, a, you know, it's a, it's a journey. Is basically what you said. You're still learning. You're still growing. You're still discovering blind spots about your leadership. Um, but uh, you know, thanks again for being able to, to, articulate it and share it with others and and uh you know I, I don't know what you do in terms of um you know you also have some practices, some uh, some habits that help you succeed as a leader in a world where, you know, way back when I'm sure it was not easy to rise to the top the way you did. So what what would you say is, you know, is is a success habit or something that you that you feel like have has helped you despite, you know, lots of challenges along the way in being a leader.
1: Okay. okay. Well, I think that uh, I get that I am an extension of God. Mm. And these hands and these feet and this voice and whatever I'm doing, that's I think that's God trying to do something through me. Mm. which I think is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, I am a a Christian by practice, a follower of Christ. And so I will tell you that when I first went from being a reporter to uh, managing the newsroom, which, by the way, I never intended to do that. Mm. I just, I really just wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to be in front of the White House reporting. That was my only plan and I was headed to do that when I was asked to become a manager. And as I told you, nobody gave me any training. They just said, "Good luck." <laughs> okay, you ran the newsroom. For, you yeah. ran the newsroom for a couple of days uh, when someone was on vacation and the job is open. So would you take it? And so I really had to go back to my basics and uh, and devise the kind of of manager, leader, servant that I wanted to be, and I went and I looked at Christ and and put together on my own uh, this persona of what that ought to be, and and I decided that's how I wanted to talk to people. I didn't want to kick any trash cans. I went wasn't going to scream and yell. Um, we were just going to talk, and we were going to be respectful of each other and do our best. So that's I—that's what I, that's, that's where I started. And I still do that. I uh, wake up every morning about two o'clock, three o'clock at the latest. And uh, I spend that first hour um, in prayer and uh, meditation. And uh, by the way, I don't pray enough. You know, I don't know that anybody does, but I do that as sort of my first fruits offering every day. Uh, And I journal um, and just kind of. Uh, laugh at myself and uh, make a little plan about the things that um, I want to get done. And, um, you know, then I go back to bed. <laughs> and then I So, get so up you and had start a start secret,
0: over. uh, mentor so, that, <laughs> that, that helped you <laughs> develop and continues to help uh, yes. you develop. And then as you <laughs> said, there's your plan and then there's what happens. And, uh, I know one of the things that you'd also shared with me that, that has, um, you know, that was part of your, part of your blind spot that has helped you, uh, you know, identify as you said, you know, serve, uh, and that does not equal solve everything, but can you elaborate at one point you mentioned something about when you're, when you're in a situation that's challenging, you've, you now catch yourself, uh, if something's not working or if something's frustrating you, you catch yourself. And you go, there's, there, there must be some emotion mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I think you said in the past that, you know, there was a blind spot around emotion mm-hmm. when it came to, you know, to how, to how you served versus how you solved. Can you elaborate yeah, on that I'll, one on oh, your yeah. way to success? How you, <laughs> you dealt with that's
1: sure <laughs> well you know you can we, when you do what we do you get hurt a lot and uh, so, that? well I mean that if I uh, if I give someone something or loan someone something or let someone into one of our places or uh, real
0: estate yeah
1: real estate or uh, pay a bill whatever it is you just get hurt a lot yeah. Right. Yeah. And so but I had to keep going. So I figured I said, "Okay, you're getting you, you, you're getting you're having to play hurt. (laughs) That's really hard. So I, I had to take my emotions and put them to the side and literally say, Okay, you guys get over here and I'll come back to you later. But the decisions that I have to make have to be based on what is needed at the time, not on emotions. Um, When I did that, a lot of the pain went away. And um, not only that, I'm able to think more clearly. So. um, And make better decisions because they're not emotional decisions. What I mean by that is that emotions change. And they change very quickly mm. for good or for bad. So I try and I don't make I don't make em, I don't make decisions based on good or bad emotions. I make decisions based on what I think is best at the time. And sometimes I won't make quick decisions. I have a decision that I have one one rule. It's kind of funny, but um, if if someone is trying to make a deal with me and they're trying to press me into doing something today or it's not going to happen, guess what? It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Because I won't be, I won't tolerate someone trying to pressure me into an emotional decision. It's going to be gone tomorrow. Let it go. I'm easy with that. What if it's $100,000? It doesn't matter. There's another $100,000 somewhere. Yes so uh,
0: and that's that's priceless advice because that applies everywhere (laughs) and 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 it's interesting because when you when you shared you know some of that with me i was like wow i see you as the most um you know uh, what you just said i i have seen you be very rational and and all that and and when it came to media training you helped me understand that if if someone pressed into me and I, you know, th- to not react emotionally and to just hold steady, that that's one of the biggest gifts to be able to effectively interact with people. So when you have led people, what has been? How's that played out for you? And how, ha- you know, what's been the most challenging when it's when it comes to leading people? Uh, you know, when it comes to emotions. Or is that the mm. most challenging part? Maybe well, it was not uh, to, for you. Maybe maybe it's just for, you know, in a particular area.
1: Well, you know, it's it's I don't wanna I don't want to um I don't wanna give any impression that I don't have emotions. I just wanna say that I don't respond to emotions in the present.
0: Great distinction. Okay. Yes.
1: I can put them off. For instance, um you know, I have these three big pillars of my life. So if 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 I have to deal with someone who's just lost a loved one who I also love, I have to forego whatever emotion I have in order to be the shoulder for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I have to Uh, I'll put it like this. If I have to evict someone, I have to forego that emotion of let me give them another chance. Let me keep on rolling here. And I just have to go and go to eviction court because I've invested as much as I want to I want to do here. Uh, by the way, you were so wonderful to me. You gave me a set of materials, and we've been we've been coaching each other and for a long time. So I really appreciate our relationship and our friendship. But uh, one of the sets of material you gave me was "Rich Dad, Poor Dad," and Rich Dad said, "If you're digging a hole, mm-hmm. stop." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so sometimes with with emotions, you're digging a hole, and with with continuing to deal with people. You're digging a hole. And if something is not working, we have to say, as my one of my favorite news directors used to say, he would sit you down and say, hey, it's not working out. And if it's not working out, sometimes you're doing that person a favor and you're doing yourself a favor too, because everybody's frustrated.
0: That is so true. When when people in the corporate world, you know, as you know yourself, when it's when they finally let someone go, so, you know, most there are some CEOs who will immediately let someone go, and but but most of the time, you know, it, it's a process. It's all that, and and in the end, after someone has you know been talked to and let go, it's it, it's amazing because you, then you discover later on how frustrated they were also so it really wasn't working for anybody um, but it's just taken a while to get there so would you then so it sounds to me like you're catching yourself a lot sooner uh, looking at is it working not working and then before your blind spot was is you kept you, you kept pouring in you kept pouring in and you kept you know the emotion of compassion that you have for people used to rule you and now you have learned uh, that it that it works better to just make agreements stick to the agreements and you know move on if it if it's not working and if they're not willing to solve part of their own issue then you know you you feel at peace now that you've done your part am i summarizing that correctly or would you like to add or elaborate
1: <laughs> you, you did it very well you did it very well and so i'm going to say this and i hope uh i hope people understand it the first person i told this didn't She she said, what? So I'm going to say it. Uh, I love compassion. And I often do a meditation that begins with compassion. And when I start asking for the light and the love of God to come through me, the first person I want to have compassion for is myself. Hmm. I'm not trying to be selfish with that but often we'll be so hard on ourselves and we'll just be thinking about how is this going to affect this person how's it going to affect that person and and i want to just not be so hard on myself okay i'm okay i'm a good i'm a decent person i'm a good person all i've ever tried to do is help yeah you people. mean
0: you mean you don't have to be perfect as a ceo
1: <laughs> no no I, I give myself a break You know, I look and say, you know what, Mm -hmm. you need to give Ruth a break today. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's a good person. (laughs) You sure are.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. You've done more for humanity than
1: (laughs) most humans I know. And, um, and well, you know, I don't like, I don't, this, I'm just doing this for you. I don't go around saying, hey, you know what, I'm a really good person. But, you know, I want to be honest with myself. OK, I can be honest with myself and say that I have suffered loss so that um, mm-hmm. people would feel like they're treated fairly. OK, and so there's only I, I don't have to just just break the bank all the time. All right. I can I can draw some lines now mm-hmm. and it, because that's been a, a blind spot. OK, I have not treated myself Fairly.
0: I think that's very well
1: <laughs> So that I could err on the side of being fair mm-hmm. and compassionate to someone else. So I think I can be compassionate to myself and others. The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Wow. And sometimes I think we don't love ourselves.
0: I think that's a just a beautiful way to sum it up and uh, and i do appreciate you being willing to <laughs> come on this podcast and share all this because yeah. I, I know how <laughs> like i said i knew i'd have to brag at you at the beginning uh, on you and and pull this out of you because <laughs> you you're one of the people that that i like to say you you live christ rather than just talk about christ so um so what a great way to kind of start to wrap up this, the show, you know, it's, uh, it's been an honor and and I'm so grateful that you've been so open and authentic about your journey. And, um, and again, I, I think that we could have 10 more hours with you because you're so humble about how you did what you did. And I, and I know you give God all the credit, uh, and I know that you worked your tail off. You've been through a lot of pain and, um, but anyway, th- this is this is a fantastic contribution, you know, for today for our listeners. And, you know, if they want to know more about you or if, you know, how, what, what would you like as a next step? And what can you say to upcoming leaders or leaders who are struggling and trying to take their company to the next level?
1: Hmm. Uh, I would say uh, the, the inquiry that I'm in now is where are you? now who are you now you're not that little whippersnapper who started out (laughs) you're not uh you know i look at i look at our company for instance and you know i'm not in the little broken down uh building that we started in i'm not i'm not that right we're i'm somewhere else now so there's a different level of thinking and appreciate all that, but you know, who are you now? Available. So, if you look at it, uh, then we see that the world, the world, is so amazing. It's continuing to grow. We're we're continuing to grow and develop and and give and and, and adjust to different uh, situations, evolving growing creating jobs uh, paying for children's education and homes that's that's what our businesses do. It's phenomenal and it's not shrinking it's growing uh, so there's so many opportunities I just see them everywhere and I just applaud people who've had who, who like yourself have had dreams and um, and uh, you've taken the, the chance. To, you know, just go do it and have fun with it and make sure that you uh, stop long enough. I'm not saying that you have to go, uh, you know, you don't have to go to the south of France several times a year, but give yourself a break during the day. Uh, Give yourself a break during the week. Go and sit and have a of water and just go and review uh, what has already been done for you and through you and realize you've only just begun. Whatever you've done, you've only just begun. So have some fun. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yes, and, and that's why I need you to remind me of that several times, because, you know, we tend to be so focused uh, sometimes as leaders on what we need to achieve that we forget to have fun along the way. Um, so, again, I, I it's fun knowing you. It's been fun having you on this show. And, um and to your point that everything keeps growing, that includes social media and social media challenges. So if if one of the listeners encounters it, which, you know, pretty much is predictable that every one of us at some point will have to deal with the media because of social media, <laughs> how, how can they reach you for training? <laughs>
1: Okay, Um, could I get my telephone number? At your own risk. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'll do that. (laughs) Uh, Why not? Uh, My number is 832-721-3663. You can always Google me, and uh, I do have a Facebook page. And I have my webpage is allisonelsberg.com allison Fantastic. Com. and probably if you google ruth Allison, they can you know that all the nothing is secret anymore you can find my number even on
0: google that's another good point of course i'm I'm going are you really <laughs> wanting to give your phone number and you make a great point and so uh, we can all find everything these days and and i'm going to also uh on the podcast link uh put your information and type it in so you know so it's just easy for people to find you and your company Um, now that you've been generous enough to open up that door. So um, thank you.
1: Yes, Can I say one more thing? Can I say just one more thing? Uh, Save some of the good stuff for your family.
0: Hmm.
1: So when you're out in the workplace and, uh, you're in the boardrooms and whatever you're doing, your attention is strong, your energy is high, you're very, very focused, you want to get things done. And then often by the time uh, executives get home, they're worn out. They don't want to talk. They don't want to do it. Okay, Say, can you just save like 30 minutes or 40 minutes? I call it saving some of the good stuff for your family. So you want to impress your wife or husband or your mate you want to give your child some undivided attention and uh just give them part of you and and i think that that's that's all part of it and woe be unto us if we gain the whole world and lose our own families and our own souls
0: that's it Wow. I love your PS. Amen <laughs> to that one. <laughs> Absolutely. And in fact, I think you may, you know, I tell the listeners also, and if they, you know, I, I have, um, the 10 most common CEO blind spots. And, um, I always say if, if you email me at CEO blind spots at com, I'll, I'll send those to you. But Dr. Ruth, I think you just added another one. Um, so you, you might be expanding mine to the 11 most common leadership blind spots, which is save some of yourself for your personal life, for your family. So thank you so much. You, you've been uh, amazing and generous. And um, I, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, again, being open to people contacting you directly. So, thank you for the PS. And on that note, I will now wrap up the show. Thank you, Dr. Ruth Allison. Thank you, listeners. And um, I will say adios, totsins, and goodbye.